Hello and welcome to Dear Spirits Podcast. I am your host, Callie. It is a wonderful sight to be seen, to be back out in nature. It is springtime here on the East Coast and I am loving it. So enjoy the sounds of the birds as we record our podcast today. Um, So I'm excited about today. We are going to be talking about one of my favorite verses of all time, kind of in conjunction with this month in particular. So uh, for those of you who maybe didn't recognize, it is March. It is March of 2020, which is pretty cool. And I'm a big proponent of, I believe, that there, when scripture is prayed out, I believe that there's power in that. Not just power in the mere words, but power in speaking the word of God back to God and in the course of it, speaking it to our own hearts and letting that um, hit the marrow of bone and, um, and dwell within us. And something I love to do is significant scripture, though it all is all significant, you know, but certain verses really, um, they seem to latch to you you know, in certain seasons or in certain times, and uh, I have a few favorites, and a lot of times dates will kind of correlate with them, right? So the thought of, you know, August 28th is 828, and I will always think of Romans 828, right? Well, for me, 320 uh, always has to do with Ephesians 320, and I wanted to share kind of a cool story about that. So I was in the wedding uh, last summer, and it was from my dear friend, Alyssa, who lives in Minnesota, and so when she and I met, um, we, of course, bonded over a lot of things, but one of the things we bonded over was our faith, and she, at the time, this was before she had met her husband, she was in the course of really trusting God for some big things in her life, and one of those big things um, was a husband, and I prayed with her and became her real prayer partner. And one of the verses that really stuck out to us both um, during that time that we were praying for her and that was Ephesians 3.20. And so when she did meet her husband and how the course of all of that went, it was just so evident that the Lord had indeed given her exceedingly and abundantly more than all she could have asked for or imagined with this guy. And so I was very honored and blessed to be in her wedding last summer. And I was on a plane in July and I was prayer journaling. And something I just absolutely cherish about traveling is when you get to be on a plane, there's this wonderful little button on your phone called airplane mode. And airplane mode makes it so that no one can contact you for the duration of the flight. And you have this beautiful time to read, to read the Bible, to pray, to focus on other things, listen to music. And I was prayer journaling. And, um, you know, there's that inner voice that is the Holy Spirit, right? The, The still, quiet voice. And there was a thought that was not my thought. And it was this reminder that all of March for the year 2020 would be 320. And now, of course, this is July 2019. And I was writing on something completely different. I was writing out a prayer. And that thought came forward, and I was like, oh, you know, God, that's really cool. I hadn't really thought about that um, that entire month. Yeah, that the entire month will be 320. And I look up, and I don't know much about airplanes. 
So I don't really like choose flights based off of what kind of plane I'm on. That's why I probably end up on prop planes sometimes. Um, but I look up and it turns out I'm on an A320 flight. And I see it in a little pamphlet. Um, as soon as I put up the tray and I'm like, oh my goodness gracious, God, you are hilarious. And so I did actually snag the little pamphlet. I paid my ticket. I think it's okay I took the pamphlet. Um, and I actually put it up on my Instagram, but I hold on to that because in thinking about that, I was like, that is too cool that I was on an A320 and the Lord was talking to me about Ephesians 3.20 and how March of 2020 would be 3.20. So for months and months, I have been curious what the Lord might do this month. And I had certain speculations, nothing rooted, you know, no scripture or, you know, Holy Spirit whispers that, that uh, my my hopes and wanderings would be confirmed. Um, but he is continuing to let me be in that mystery. And I love that. I think there is um, something to be said for existing and the swirl of mystery of what God is actually doing behind the scenes and trusting that it is good. So today I wanted to talk about what Ephesians 3.20 says. And I think in order to really quite comprehend fully Ephesians 3.20, we have to take a step back. And so this is Paul's prayer for spiritual growth. So I'm going to start at 3.14 and finish at 21. When I think of all of this, I fall to my knees and I pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he would empower you in your inner spirit through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will go deep down into God's love and keep you strong. And you may have the power to understand, as all people's, as all God's people should, how wide and how long, how high and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to fully understand. And then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than all we might ask for or think. Glory to him in the church in Jesus Christ through all generations forever and ever. Amen. And I love this prayer because Paul is really bringing forward in Ephesians uh, a lot of themes of truth, of revelation, and of living within the Spirit. And, you know, we have the Word of God that we can stand firm on uh, through Scripture. But the beauty is when Jesus ascended into heaven, he left the Holy Spirit within us. And we have the Holy Spirit to tap into God all the time. And it comes to, are we going to just tap into it or are we going to indwell in it? And what I love about this idea is it kind of ties in with Romans 8 about life by the Spirit, right? So the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth. And the Word of God is the Word of truth. So combined, truth and truth. And you have to have that perfect balance of having both. And I love how this prayer of Paul's in Ephesians 3.20 is talking about how when we are rooted in Christ, your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And you may have the power to understand how long, how wide, how deep, and how high his love is. Though it is too great to understand, you may be made complete in the fullness of life and power that comes from God. And so I think of it, you know, like a tree that you would tap into to get syrup. And that's always cool. I mean, that's, that's like the coolest thing to look at. You, like, you tap into this tree and then this liquid comes out and it goes to make syrup and that's wonderful but I don't think the Holy Spirit is just made to just tap tap into and then take it and then leave 
I think that what God is really saying through this prayer that he is speaking through Paul is he wants us to have deep roots. He doesn't want us to just tap into the tree. He wants us to be within the roots of the tree and to dig deeply and richly and come to understand him in a way that we have not previously understood. And coming into that ocean and that, you know, the it, beyond what we can ask for or imagine within the spirit to come to know him better. And that's, that's really the glory of it, right? It's so much more than, you know, you see Ephesians 3.20 and you perhaps maybe would be like, oh yeah, he can do immeasurably more than I can ask for or imagine. And, and for some people, I think their, their instant thought is going to be, you know, success in a job or monetary or something like that. But that's not what God's getting at because it's worth so much more to have that deep relationship of knowing his spirit, knowing his truth, of knowing the heart of God and coming into living in that, being deeply rooted in that and not just tapping into, but indwelling in that. And I don't know, I just, I love how this is phrased and in some other um, translations of this, I'm reading from the NLT, but other translations, it says, now glory to God who is able to do uh, his work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or imagine. And there's an idea of imagination in this. And I think our society has become so concrete and that it likes to think imagination is only something that children take part in. Um, or if you are deeply indwelled in your imagination, then you are far removed from reality. And I think that's probably a good thing in some ways. Uh, but I think it all comes in, what if being deeply indwelled in the spirit of God, if he's using our imaginations to take us deeper within him and to get at something even more deeply? What if it's not just fantasy or if it's fake, but it, Ephesians 3.20 is true, that he wants to do something more than we can ask for or imagine. But through our imaginations and being rooted within him, if he's coming to bring us more into the fullness of God, that the work that he wants to do within us for the power of the kingdom and for our benefit. And I just, I don't know, I was thinking about, I, I read this book, Miracles, and it actually has really become my favorite nonfiction book that I've ever read. Um, it's by an author named Eric Metaxas, and I really appreciate him. And he's uh, widely known for his book on Diedrich Bonhoeffer. But the story of how that book ever came to be is talked about in his book, Miracles. And it says that he, he grew up in America, and he grew up in the 1960s. And um, one day, about 12 years ago, he had a dream that he was in Germany in the 1960s. And he was at a party and he saw his family and there was a picture taken and he woke up and now his mother's family was in Germany. His mother was from Germany, but he was not in Germany in the 1960s. And one could think, oh, what a vivid imagination he had that he would imagine from the deep recesses of his brain his mother's family and imagine being at some party. But just as Jesus spoke in parables and uses imagination, there's always something a little bit deeper. And so he woke up and he couldn't shake the dream. It just remained within him and it was something that he just couldn't let go of. And as he tells the story, he went to go call his mom and she wouldn't pick up, which was strange. But he got an email that day from his aunt of a picture that had been discovered from the 1960s from a party that took place in Germany, one that Eric was not an attendee of. But ironically, and perhaps you can say coincidence or not, 
it was the same, it was the day after he had had that dream. And so he started to do more diving into what that maybe meant. And he didn't just take it at surface level. He didn't just say, oh, what an imagination I have. But he followed the breadcrumbs that God was leaving. And he had spent most of his life really embracing his father's family, his Greek heritage. But he actually started to see more of his mom's family, of his German heritage. And in the course of time, the Lord revealed more through the breadcrumbs that he followed into the forest, perhaps the black forest, if you will. And he discovered more about this guy named Dietrich Bonhoeffer. And that just opened his eyes and his heart. And he felt so compelled and so just invigorated to know more about this guy. And he ended up writing a biography about him. And this biography totally changed his life. And it really has changed the lives of people who have read it. And it gave more of a story and a voice to a man who died a martyr for in Nazi Germany. And just thinking about that, you know, I think we are too readily um, prone to say, well, imagination's not real and we should just, you know, leave it at what it is, it's imaginary and throw it away. But if God's saying he wants to do more than we can ask for or imagine, I think that means imagination's the starting ground. And perhaps imagination in itself is that there's breadcrumbs to be followed because he's trying to get at something bigger and greater than ourselves. We have to follow that in the spirit. And I just love that idea. But we have to ask. And we have to continue to trust him. And that idea of being deeply indwelled in him so that he can do so much more than even that starting ground of imagination. And he did that in Eric Metaxas' life through the writing of that book and through how that book came to be. And he would go on to do many more books and speaking engagements and was pretty renowned. But God wasn't just in the market of, let me just make this guy a more famous writer. God wanted to do something more for his kingdom and telling stories and revealing more of God's heart for his people. Because God is active in our lives. He doesn't just, he's not just a clockmaker who makes the clock and watches it tick. He wants to be active and ready in our lives. He wants to indwell in us, to speak to us, to have that relationship with us. It literally says to make his home in our hearts. But we have to be open to that. And so what my prayer is for this month is that each of us would come to the Lord and we would pray out Ephesians 3.20. And not just that, but we would come into a place where we would ask the Holy Spirit to indwell in us in a way that it would be far more than our imaginations or what we are even capable of asking would be. Not in the prospect of hoping to get the job or the nearest thing that we can think of that would be, you know, deemed success, but, but to come to know his heart better. And also in the process of that, come to more into what our purpose is on this earth, what the kingdom purpose of our lives is. And so I don't know what he's going to do this month. I love thinking about the behind the scenes that he must be doing, but I really want to come into a place of openness and readiness that whatever God has planned, it is something great for the kingdom. It is something great for us. And I, for one, am excited. I love following the breadcrumbs, and I love remaining in the mystery of what he is doing, of why he would highlight this month of all months, you know, nearly a year ago to me. Um, and then to have that little pamphlet right in front of me. I mean, you can't write that stuff. And I love that. So I'm excited for what he has planned for this month. 
And I'm sitting in a place of expectation that even if I don't see it, that he is still working. And that in the process of it, I am coming to know his heart for me and for his kingdom more. So I pray for you guys that you would choose to take that verse and that you would pray it out. And perhaps even from the 14th to the 21st, pray out line by line that verse over your life. Not because it's some magic spell or something like that, but because you are letting the word of God penetrate your heart, come into your ears, and clear the fog, and just bless. So, be blessed, everyone, and thank you for listening, uh, and have a blessed day.